to Broken But Glorious! Hello and welcome to Broken But Glorious. I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined online by Big Wavy, Roy Johnson. How you doing this evening, Roy? Yo, I'm good. I'm good. Well, huge thanks for joining us this evening. No worries, man. Roy has joined us to promote Wrestling Resurgence, Roy Johnson's Everything's Patterns, on the October 12th, featuring the first ever Resurgence British Rounds match between yourself and a breakout star, OJMO. Um, the, the event also features Sugar Duggerton, Warren Banks, Darius Lockhart, and many, many more. So how did you get involved with Wrestling Resurgence in the first place? Um, well, like, I've done a few of their shows in the past anyway. Yeah, it's kind of the standard way you get involved with a new wrestling promotion. They contact you, ask if you're interested, and then take it from there. But this particular show, um, it's actually an idea that I had in my head anyway yeah. for a while, but I didn't have, I guess, the funds to put on a show at the time I wanted to do it. So I was researching venues, had I picked a couple of venues that I might want to do. Um, and I was just putting some money aside, just so if the show completely bombed, yeah, I money to pay the workers. Ah, brilliant! But then, in waiting to do that, uh, while I was waiting to save some money, uh, researchers emailed me and said, "Oh, we've got this idea of running this show." And I was like, "Oh, okay, this is pretty much the exact idea I had, <laughs> which I had one either." Wow. So it was just bizarre. So I was like, "Obviously, of course, I want to do it because." You know, it's my idea. It's backed by a great, great promotion, um, and and a promotion I'd say are pretty progressive. Yes, definitely. Uh, and also, I'm not spending a penny, so you know, it's all, it's all, it's all worked out how I wanted to, really. Yeah, must be, it must be a real honour to have a, a show celebrating black culture, basically named after you. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So where did the actual inspiration for the show came from then? So, Well, like, my, my initial idea of the show was, uh, so basically, the, the idea I had was to run a show in London featuring uh, predominantly black talent, but guys who are, probably don't, who don't wrestle everywhere, you don't see them everywhere. Yeah. So um, I actually wasn't going to have it kind of obvious that it was a show featuring predominantly black talent, that makes sense. Yes. I was going to announce a roster, announce matches, and then have people work it out for themselves. Um, but because uh, Resurgent wants to do it for Black History Month, obviously you kind of have to make that yeah. <laughs> all. So, um, but yeah, it's pretty much the same idea. Anyway, they wanted to do something, and you probably see it from the from the graphics for the show, but similar to Joe Janela's Spring Break. Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, because it was that kind of concept they had. So for our younger listeners and uh, overseas listeners, what is a British Rounds match? Um, actually, well, I do know. But um, <laughs> I say, what what rules are you going to use then? If you well, my understanding is this one's going to be uh, six five minute rounds. Wow! Um, it's first to score two pinfalls, or, or, or two pinfalls, or submissions, or DQ two falls, basically. Yeah, that's yeah. my understanding of it. I might get there, and they tell me we're doing four rounds or eight rounds or fucking I don't know. Oh, sh- sorry, I swore. That's all right. <laughs> sorry, I don't usually swear anyway. But <laughs> even if we're allowed, I don't like doing it, so I apologise. Right. Um, so we, we could be doing however many rounds they want to. Could be you know the, the amount of minutes could be whatever. 
but that's my understanding of it. And because it's a British rounds match, people will expect a little more of that of the British style of wrestling. Yes, definitely. Which um, be different for me because it's not really my bag. But you know, I'm just going to wrestle and and hopefully defeat AJMO or Ojmo, as I like to call him. Yeah. So it's a stat card. Um, any matches you're particularly looking forward to watching yourself? Yeah, uh, Warren Banks versus Omari. I'm yes. looking forward to. That. Yeah. Um, more, more, I mean, I'm looking forward to the whole show, but that's. I think the one match I put on the show that's getting quite a lot of interest. Yes, that, so, uh, I, think, I think that match is going to be great. I've, I've seen both of them a lot at my local promotion, Wrestle Island, and um, in two weeks, um, Warren Banks is going for the championship against okay. Lucas, Lucas Steele. So it's, that's going to be a great match. So it's been a great storyline between them two for the last nearly a year now. So okay. Warren just yeah. can't get his hands on Lucas Steele one-on-one, but he has now. So. Yeah, oh, I'm sure that'd be a really good match. They're both really good. Yes, they're really good guys. But yeah, that match is one that um, I get other wrestlers are looking forward to, to seeing. So, be good. Be yeah. really good. Yeah, they're both technically brilliant wrestlers. Hi, this is the Asian sensation Kanji, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. Uh, so I, I read that you started life out as a. American football, a powerlifter. Um, so, what prompted you to get into the ring? So, I played American football at uni. Yeah. When I left uni, I was actually sorry. Let me take it back a bit. When I was at uni, I, was, I wanted to do a sport or something because I'm quite an avid gym guy. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, okay, maybe I'll try wrestling or American football. And then have a look about. I didn't really. Like, when I was at uni, I didn't want to travel outside my bubble. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I didn't have a car with me, so I didn't want to go. I didn't really, really like using public transport. So I went out to uni. So if it, if I couldn't walk there, I wouldn't go. All right. So like, basically, the, the rest of the school, I had no idea where it was for starters. Back in the, day, the days I was at, at university, smartphones weren't a thing. So there's no way I'm going to find somewhere. I won't have Google Maps or whatever to find where I'm going. So. I thought, you know what? I know where the American football uh, training is. I know where the tryouts for the American football team are, um, and also the social element of it. I'd rather do that. Yeah, that's it. Did that? Graduated from uni. Went back down. Went back down to London. I was like, okay, I could either carry on playing American football or I could start wrestling training. And I carried on playing American football until um, I was. At, training session one day and some guy for some reason didn't like well, he did, I know why he didn't like me it was because I played for a rival team that he played for oh, but right. because we're, we're we're at the same team now so it doesn't really matter <laughs> anyway so he kind of roughed me up a bit in training and I just thought uh, you know what this isn't for me I'm not going to do this anymore so I took up powerlifting that's um, a bit different isn't it <laughs> well I, I kind of I've been in the gym for like years anyway yeah and I do. I did quite a lot of powerlifting training, but I never competed. And I got convinced into competing, and then I did that for ooh, six years. Lifted the world championships, European championships, British championships, wow. English championships. I've got loads of medals and trophies in my bedroom. And then I did a. Oh Christ, what year was this? Two thousand fourteen. Yes, I did a English Open Championships. And I injured my knee, not not badly, but it's like a, a slight tear in my knee. 
Um, and then after that, I just thought, you know what? I don't even know why I'm doing this anymore because what I do, what does it hurts? What yeah. I do is get hurt. Um, not injured hurt, but just banged up hurt. And there's no money in it. And, you know, it's, it's not really something I want to do anymore. So I kind of paused on that for a bit. Just, I, well, I wanted to be like, um, I actually want to go into like bodybuilding or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like fitness modeling or rubbish. Anyway, so I like, that was my plan. I was just getting in like, in good or better shape for that. Yeah. And then I went to, and oh, sorry, in between all this. So this was about 2014. I started going to watch Progress in 2013. Uh, it might have been the rest of my life. One of my friends, after a long time, convinced me to come and watch Progress. So I didn't really have any interest in watching British wrestling. Oh, wow. Uh, and then I got hooked on Progress. And I was at an Endeavour show, and I was talking to Ali Armstrong, and he was trying to convince me to come down to train the Projo, because he said I had the right side. I had good look, all this sort of stuff. And I thought, ah, maybe, whatever. Kind of put that to the back of my mind. And um, one year, or so that year, I was on a holiday. Um, and I just thought, you know what? I'm approaching my 30s. I need to start trying things that I want, that I've always wanted to do, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, and wrestling was one of the things. One of the things that I, a goal I had in life was to, this is really bizarre, but to stand in a wrestling ring and stand on top, on, on the, Top turnbuckle looking out to a crowd. That's all I wanted to do. Whether that was me as a wrestler, yeah. as a manager, as whatever, I don't know. That's just one thing I wanted to do. Um, so I thought, you know what, let's just go for it. Um, one morning I woke up, packed my bag, drove to uh, the Projo, which is now Knuckle Locks in Brixton. Um, and I just never looked back, just kept training. And my thing, my thing that kept me back from doing it is whether if I wasn't good at it, or if I couldn't do it, would that make stop me from loving wrestling? Yeah. Um, luckily, I wasn't right at it, and I took to it quite well, and I like I really enjoyed it. So I just kept training, and training, and training until I was show ready, made my debut, and then it all kind of carried on from there. Yeah, so <clears throat> American footballers have like a long history of becoming wrestlers. So it's like you got Vader, you got Goldberg, Ernie Ladd, Ron Simmons. The, um, I, I mean, probably more so. Yeah, more so in America, definitely. Yeah. And apparently there's a few over here as well, which I've been I've been found out. But you don't you don't uh, see it with other high impact sports like rugby and boxing. So I just wondering if is there something about American football that prepares you for wrestling more than other sports? I don't. Know. I think taking hits in American football probably, but then at the same time, in Amer- if you look at it in America, yeah, American football is a big, big sport. Um, it's big. It's the big contact sport in America. Yeah. So and obviously you can only really play at NFL there's no okay there's there's NFL and there's like Canadian football whatever soon to be XFL but if you get cut from the NFL there's not much you, else you can do really um, and the, the WWE obviously are quite keen to have American footballers because they generally turn out to be pretty good wrestlers you know especially like most of them most of the guys that all the, the guys of, of uh, former years are playing in college football at the very least yeah Definitely. For example, The Rock, uh, Goldberg, uh, Roman Reigns. You know, you get like you got, there's loads of people who, who those are good, big names in wrestling who yeah, played around. Brock Lesnar as well. And Brock Lesnar, of course. I, I, I forget. Yeah. Check so there's loads of them. Yeah. So, um, so that's, that's probably why it's something more prevalent in America and for more sports. Um, in America, you, you have the right build for it, the right athleticism, and that's kind of how it is, really. 
So, but then over here, it's not the same because rugby is more, more popular. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think professional wrestling is as ingrained into the culture over here as it is in America. So, yeah. that's probably why. My, yeah, my, my thoughts anyway. Isn't like, the average like, NFL career in like three years or something I've read as well? Nah, it's a bit longer than is that. that. Longer than that? Is, that? is that an old t- statistic, maybe? It's a bit longer than that, but it's not this. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit longer than that. Like, I, I'm, I'm trying to pick, put a number on it, but there's. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's definitely more than, more than three years. Definitely, definitely. Maybe that's an old statistic I've just had in my head for some reason. <laughs> right, so, um, take us back to your first match and um, what do you remember about it? In hindsight, did you enjoy it? Um, uh, I just remember it going really quickly. Um, yeah, I, I guess I enjoyed it. I didn't win, but it's was, uh, it was nice to uh, have my wrestling debut and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a bit like four and a half years ago. Um, but I'm looking back. Actually, I'm quite blessed that I got to debut for Progress. Like, so your first match you know, was for Progress. Yeah. Wow. So like, I mean, they they weren't the, the juggernaut that they are now. But if, you, if someone asks you where did you debut wrestling, and you said in Progress, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. It, it was their like developmental show. It doesn't matter. It's all for Progress. It was in a Progress ring. You know. Do you remember who it was against? Yeah. Uh, so. Six man scramble match. It was me versus Shen Wu versus Daytona versus Harry Sefton versus. Did I say Shen Wu? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mickey Pearson versus Joey uh, Lakeside. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I, remember, I remember quite well. So tell us about the um, Wasteman Challenge and the origins of the challenges. Uh, it's just an idea I had coming to not coming to my head, but it was like I don't know some of we were chatting to some mates with in a, in, a, in a WhatsApp group chat, and I pitched it to uh, Mister John Briley, and he went for it. And <laughs> like if you if you pick something John Briley, it's, it's very rare he'll go for it. Wow, yeah. And uh, I think I pitched two things to him ever, and he and he went for both of them. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pitch anything else to you because <laughs> I don't want to lose the streak that I have. But yeah, he went for it, and the next one I know, he, he just kind of gave me a load of dates. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it just kind of went on from there, and it kind of it, it's grown and evolved into something that it, what it wasn't from the from the beginning. So, uh, but yeah, so my my brainchild. So I've left that. Wasn't it a play on the White Man Challenge by? Rodney Mack. Yeah, it was, it was a play in Rodney Mack's uh, White Boy Challenge, yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas his was he just have like just be out random white guys. Mine was just I wanted it to be an open challenge of any any kind really, and they just came into a rap thing. Yeah. And now it's come into a rap slash multi man ma- uh, madness thing, which is <laughs> cool. So. Yeah, I watched a couple of videos of it today. It was really fun. <laughs> so, if you were to win the Proteus Championship, would the Wasteland Challenge be your stipulation? Nah, bring the bring Atlas title back, mate. Bring the Atlas title back. <laughs> yeah. When you were in that battle royal um, the other week for the Protest Champion, did you ever think about what st- your stipulation would be? Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. Atlas, I was going to bring heavyweight wrestling back. That's, ah, right. That's, okay. that's my... 
That, that's my goal. You know, no one asked me at the time. <laughs> I didn't win, so it's, it doesn't really matter, I guess. But, so you'd have yeah. to be over two hundred five to challenge you for the bells. That'd be yeah. your speculation. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, for for the um, listeners who aren't familiar, progress the Princess Championships. The title holder gets the set stipulation for the championship match. It's a it's a really fun concept. It's, Paul Robinson's the inaugural champion. He won it the the other week. What's up, y'all? This is the one and only chocolate Thunder Willie Mac, and you're listening to Broke but Glorious. Yeah. We can't have you on without mentioning the UK Championship tournament. You're only two years into your career when WWE asked you to get involved. Must have been a surreal moment when you got that phone call. Um, I was so I was given a couple of heads up before yeah. I got the call. But I got one heads up saying someone will watch your contact details. Um, WWE, like, are you interested in some work? I was like, yeah, of course. Why, why wouldn't I be like, like work and like money? Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you interested in working some work for WWE? Yes, definitely. Okay, watch your details. Um, you might get a phone call from them soon. And then I was off work, sat playing FIFA, and William Regal called me. So wow, yeah, that was quite. It's like a, like a surreal. That was quite surreal because um, obviously I'm a big wrestling fan, got a lot of respect, admiration for for Mr. Regal for what he's done throughout his career, and just the fact that he's picked up his phone to call me to offer me work work for WWE. Um, so 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 young in my career. While I'm just sat around like doing nothing, yeah, I started playing FIFA. Like I was just it's weird, really weird. And I was like, on the phone to him, and then I was like, oh my god, I'm on the phone to William Regal about about working with WWE, and then got off the phone and I just kind of carried on playing my game. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like in, in my group chat with my mates, I was like, uh, yo, guess what's just happened? And uh, I mean, I probably wasn't meant to tell anyone at the time, but <laughs> I thought that, that William Regal, I just spoke in terms so. Yeah, I, 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 it's I, a little bit crazy from there, really. But yeah. uh, I think never really had time to, to to think about that and digest it all until it was all done. Really, had you ever worked with Pete Dunne before that much? No, but like I I'd, I'd, I'd known Pete, um, I'd known him from his way what, like his stuff of progress. I've been on shows with him and stuff, um, but I'd never never wrestled him before. Um, but like. Because I didn't know until the the, the matches were announced uh, who I was going to be wrestling, so it's kind of like, well, I mean, when I, when I got P, I was like, okay, cool, yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Oh, but then because I've seen him his stuff and whatever, and he's he's phenomenal. So yes, um, but yeah, I'd never never wrestled him before that. Uh, I'd love to wrestle him again, but I don't know whether our paths will cross in wrestling uh, again. But yeah. Yeah, he seems to be set pretty settled in the US at the moment, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, doing, he's doing pretty well. <laughs> doing pretty well for himself. Right, so, um, have you ever been contacted about doing anything with um, NXT UK? Uh, not really. Kind of, not really. Like, um, yeah, there's, there's, there's no no news to report on that front. No. Oh. How, how do you feel about the... So-called rest is dead because of NW, uh, NXT UK. Is is there any justification for that statement? No, in? Not, not at all. I don't know where it's like. It's weird that people have actually genuinely think that I tweeted it every so often as a joke because I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
right, they're, they're, obviously these people, these, these fans, they they've been conditioned to 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 what British wrestling is now. They don't remember what it was like, you know, ten years ago, or whatever. Before I started wrestling, uh, definitely. Um, like shows are still selling out in droves. Like, look at the um, Sheldon Friday show. Yeah. Um, it's like they, they sold like four hundred fifty tickets in like four minutes or something. Yeah, like, for, across two shows. That's like that, that. That doesn't seem like a dead wrestling scene to me, especially for a, a wrestling promotion that's like very young. I know obviously that they, their brand has been out for a for a bit, and obviously Chris Brooks is fantastic at, at, at his own branding of of, of of things and his own stuff. But come on now, if a show sells out <laughs> in four minutes, it's, it's not dead. No, like <laughs> progress is just just run out of pally. Like no, it's not dead. It's, it's and it's and it's not going to die because the, like the talent's always going to be here. Now, like we're just churning out so many good guys that that it's not going to die from talent perspective. No. Um, the fans aren't really from YC going away anywhere. They might go away from certain promotions, but they're always going to be watching watching the wrestling. So the assertion that British wrestling's dying is stupid, in my opinion. Yeah, from my point of view, it seems we've just cleared out the the main events of all all the promotions, and now you've got guys like Chris Brooks has moved in there, Chris Ridgeway's moved in there, Lucas Steele's moved in, even money. So all the all the yes, that's the thing. Like, like the people the people who are moaning about like what the WWE are doing is really because they got conditioned into seeing a a, a WWE contracted wrestler wrestling for their local promotion. Yeah, that's, that's not that's not sustainable. Like. They've, they've, they've invested time and their own money into people and you know they can't really give up control over I hate, I hate to say control over that person but like for example that person could get injured wrestling for someone else and then that screws up the release plans right yeah it's, it's, it's sensible business for them to take their, their commodities again I don't like to, to refer to people as commodities but to take their talent and and have them work exclusively for them it's, it's kind of it makes it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, like, yeah and, that, that, and like you said, they give opportunity for other people to step to step up, and people are stepping up. So, yeah, not not not. I'm not on board with this Brit versus dead thing. So, yeah, the only way Brit versus is going to die, it's not because WWE, it's because the fans will let it die. It's yeah. the only way it's going to die, or if we let it die, the you know, British wrestling fans base. But, so, um, future, um, what? Are you wanting to go work in Japan or US or you? Uh, WWE has always and always will be the, the main goal for me. Yeah, um, I would love to work in Japan, but I don't know if my style of wrestling suits it. But then at the same time, you have guys like Toriano who does really well in Japan. Uh, so you know, maybe, maybe. Um, but then again, I, I wouldn't pigeonhole myself as a comedy wrestler anyway. But I'd love to go to Japan. Um, I would love to go to AEW. Uh, I'd love to go to MLW. I'd love to go to Impact. I'd love to go to Mexico. Um, I, I just want to wrestle. I, I just want to wrestle. Um, yeah. But I want to wrestle to the point where it's my only source of income, which is really difficult these days uh, unless you have a contract or you are someone who's so phenomenal with, with uh, as a wrestler and with their, their brand, like Chris Brooks, for example, yeah. that you can... And, and and David Starr as well, you know. But yeah, the, the, like my my actually my ultimate goal is WWE. But 
Yeah, I just want to wrestle. I, I love wrestling. I just want to wrestle. This is the professional Nathan Cruz, and you are listening to Broken But Glorious Podcast, because like me, you are head to toe a pro. Cool. I've got a, I've, yeah, I think I've got like a, a funnish question to finish on. So, <laughs> so um, if if aliens invaded and let's say they were Klingon aliens or predator type aliens rather than Mac and me or type aliens, they challenged the Earth to a four and four Survivor Series match. You've been picked as the champion, as the captain of the Earth team. Which f- other three wrestlers would you want on the your team to represent the Earth? Uh, Brock Lesnar. Yes. <laughs> um, Braun Strowman. Oh, so I got another three, yeah. You got the three, yeah. So you got Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman. One more. Oh, this is the third one's quite hard. It's quite difficult. Cassius Ono. Oh wow! Yeah. He'll be good. Yeah, just because he's really hits really hard. So. Yeah, I felt sorry for Sid Scarlett on last week's show. I haven't seen the show yet I, I've got a, a, a big sit down and catch up of the WWE Network because I've had uh, some housework been going on I've not been able to use my TV Yeah, I would, I would really recommend the British Rounds match they did last week was... Oh, well, I, should, I should probably watch that then yeah. <laughs> um, But yeah, I've also felt so sad how hard Miss Ono hits So uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- yeah, I think you've carried on the tradition of everybody picking Braun Strowman. He seems to be the first person everybody picks. <laughs> yeah, it would, like, no, no offence to any other wrestlers, but I wouldn't really go for high flyers no. and all technical wrestlers if to fighting with aliens, to be honest. So. <laughs> right, so I'll just do a reminder of the show. So it's Roy Johnson's Everything's Patterned. Everything's Patterned, yeah. Um, it's at the Attenborough Art Centre in Leicester on the Saturday, the 12th of October. Ticket information will be in the description. Um, you can get 15% off Wrestle Resurgence merchandise using the, the promo code BROKEN15. Again, the link will be in the description. Um, where else can people see you in the near future? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm at Battle Pro on that Friday before everything patterned. I'm at somewhere else on the Sunday, but I can't say yet because it's not been announced. Okay. Uh, the following week, I'm at Hope Wrestling. That's my schedule that I can remember off by heart, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, but I'm out and about. If you follow me on the Babyface app, you'll, you'll see where I am. Um, and also, I, I'm quite good at announcing my, my schedule on Twitter and Instagram as well. So you just follow me on the socials and the Babyface app and you're up to, up to date with where I'm at. Yeah, I'll put, I'll put um, links to all your social medias in the description below the interview. So I've really enjoyed speed today. I'd love to have you on again in the future. Oh, lovely.